So we're back, Talk Elite, episode four, talking all elite wrestling. Here with my man Frank, what out up? the west side. How you feeling out there? Feeling good, feeling good. Lots of AEW to catch up on since we had a, a, a short break, but AEW yeah. never stops. A short uh, beach break, yeah, as exactly. you could, maybe you could <laughs> call it in the summer. Yeah, yeah. A beach break but we're back to talk aew we had forbidden door while we were yeah. away we had some collision because we talked about the debut of collision but that shows rocking and rolling interesting that we get wrestling almost every night of the week aew responsible for yeah. three nights of those wrestling between dynamite rampage collision and when you get a pay-per-view i know you're it's, it's over it's overload i don't know i don't want to say overkill because you know <laughs> It is what it is. You you could pick and choose what you watch. You know what I mean. But um, it's tough. And this at the addition of collision, I'm struggling with Saturday night, and it's Saturday Same. night at five o'clock for me too. So oh. on, the, on the West Coast, it's like five. It's like the middle of my Saturday. So like I'm finding myself like, oh, it's collision tonight. You know what I mean? And it's like I gotta try to make room for it. You know, but. You gotta like kill your uh, your date night with the lady. Yeah, dinner. Sort of like, hey, uh, from five to seven, I gotta watch. It's always, I'm luckily for me dating me. It's always been like, hey, there's boxing on tonight. Hey, there's UFC on tonight. Saturdays are always kind of that deal, but now it's like every Saturday from five Mm. to seven. It's it's tricky. Girlfriend's not gonna be. But some would say must see. Some would say must see. It feels that way. It feels that way. And I'm not gonna be one of those guys who are like going so over dramatic, and they're like, oh. Dynamite sucks. Thank God we got collision or something like that. But like, I do think is that the is that what I'm hearing? There's like a weird thing happening now on the internet. I've noticed. I was talking to my roommate about it. Sort of like we're like people who typically hated on AEW and AEW Dynamite, and like we're predicting its downfall. Watching Collision and going, well, I can watch Collision because this is a real wrestling show compared to what Dynamite is. And it's like this weird phenomenon that's happening where there's like, oh, there's these AW haters, but they accept Collision for some reason. I think they think it's probably that's like saying you don't like Raw, but SmackDown's yeah, that's how I feel, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's the same company, different commentary, yeah. And I think it's different enough, like I would say it's the show feels more different than Raw does the SmackDown or whatever. Mm But like the idea that it's like, oh, thank God we have the Saturday show and not, you know, because the Wednesday show doesn't cut. It's like people are crazy, dude. But it's just mm-hmm. finding ways to cope with the fact that AEW is not going anywhere, I think. And, you know, they 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 know they like the one show. They like punk or whatever the reason. And mm. they don't want to sh- quite show AEW love so they can still shit on Dynamite, but they can give Collision a little bit of love. But yeah, mm. but like lots of going on, lots of going on. I think I think Collision's been rocking the boat. Forbidden Door I thought was a really fun show. People, some would say it's the greatest wrestling show they've ever seen. You know, I've heard that. I've heard that. Internet, which I feel like the same thing happened, same phenomenon happened last year's Forbidden Door. Because like I had fun with last year's Forbidden Door. I thought it was a really same. fun show. But same. then people were like, the greatest wrestling show of all time, greatest pay per view of all time. And I was like, oh, okay, you could miss me there. And I felt well, this like was the uh, this was the Moxley uh, Tanahashi main event. Yeah, Moxley Tanahashi. or the AEW interim at the time. AEW, and I remember I was like, ah, I'm not really into the Forbidden Door thing. Yeah, and then you ended up getting a really fun show, like you said. They did a good job then mixing the talent and kind of like setting up these feuds, so to speak, or these matches. Yeah. And they did it again this year, especially with All In coming up. This felt like a little bit of a let's get off the highway. Let's go, you know, let's head yeah, over detour. here for a little a little detour. That's and what it I was, consider uh, these 
forbidden door months, right? Or like mm-hmm. whether it's a month or two, I always look at it like, okay, we just got to kind of, you know, put some like breaks on our main storylines, the stuff we get to. And we have this little fun pay-per-view in between, right? Where it's not about story. It's not about angles. It's just about, oh, that's a crazy ass match. You know what I mean? And like, now this is going to be at the pay-per-view. And we got that. We saw that when like, randomly brian danielson is calling out okada you know what i mean and it's sort of like mm-hmm. yeah i'm there i don't need any builds you know so like the people who were like it would have been better with a few more weeks of story no, no 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 like that's not what this is about this is just tune in we're gonna see some interesting matchups some are gonna be dream up type matchups you know what i mean and yeah you know that they're gonna rock the house in terms of just work rate you know what i mean or like the matches that they're putting on it's not it's not that so if you go right. into the forbidden door show and like ah what's the storyline with Jack Perry and Sonata? You know what I mean? It's like, well, you're at the wrong show. You know what I mean? Cause like, that's right. If they could have, if they could have just made the card and, and, and just like, um, you know, skipped all the, I guess you say build, they would have been mm-hmm. probably happy with it, you know, because yeah, these yeah. were like matches, dream exactly. matches. This wasn't that, meant to but kind that of said, I thought this year was better build to this show than even last year's, you know, cause last year felt like super random. And like, they had a little bit of that where like the, you know, a few days before the show, we were still getting matches announced or participants in matches, whatever the case. But it's still like it. All, it I felt like it, it. It flowed better this time around into the build, into the lead, into the sh- the actual pay per view. So I was excited. You know, come night of, we had some matchups that announced that were like on paper. Don, uh, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega, Brian Danson, Okada. Enough, right there. Those two matches alone, I'm like, well, I would have. Paid let's bucks. talk about the the highlights of forbidden door yeah. if you want because i think that's the one danielson versus okada this show with that as the marquee Oof. not to mention osprey and omega these were the kind of marquee matches but when you yeah. talk about okada versus danielson this this was the dream match you were yeah. talking about for some fans the stuff on the undercard when you talk about mjf and tanahashi yeah this was sort of filler which is insane to say mm-hmm. but Let's let's talk about but some there, of the highlights. And well, I want to talk about MJF and Tanahashi too. Exactly. Because yeah. listen, Tana, love the guy, legend. But like in the rampage, was it the rampage or was it collision? It was the collision before the pay-per-view. He had a match with Swerve, right? Yes. And uh he looked shaky, man, you know, and it was a bummer. He looked a little old, slow. You know, yeah, he looked a little slow. His legs looked like they didn't weren't cooperating. He had the mishap on the top rope, went back up there hit one of the worst frog splashes not to be super disrespectful to the legend tanahashi but it was just like mm-hmm. he's seen better days so then the next night he's having this match against mjf so i'm like stressed i'm like this isn't gonna be what he was you know because tanahashi's just not that guy unfortunately anymore but i thought the match was fun you know and i thought they had a good heel versus babyface matchup mjf carrying it doing weaselly stuff they kept it very grounded you know working the tanahashi smart this smart way to work this yeah very smart and i thought it ended up being a good match which i wasn't sure tanahashi was capable of at this point you know and it may be credit to mjf for leading the way in 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 a sense you know i believe so you know so i just wanted to point that out because no this isn't a match that's gonna like you know, knock your socks off. It's not groundbreaking and all that, but it felt like a proper heel versus uh, babyface championship title match. You know, they didn't feel like the most significant one, but they did it well. And, you know, I was happy to see Tanahashi get through it and like respectably get through it too. And he, like, it wasn't embarrassing for him. Cause I was worried. I was like, this could be embarrassing. You know, we were about to see a wild show and Tanahashi's about to show his age and he did, but it came off well. Yeah. This one was coming from Toronto. 
So yeah, Toronto's crowd, you know, 14,000 plus in attendance. Yeah. And, you know, with, with the Tanahashi MJF thing kicking off the show, it was smart. It was, a, it was a right way to work it. Probably when you talk about the storytelling, sort of like the antics of MJF, because what was going to come later on, I'm sure these gentlemen knew like there's only one way we could do this without mm-hmm. being just a forgotten dust in the yeah, wind exactly. on this yeah. night, you know, and with Tanahashi, who's entertaining in his own way, you yeah. mix in MJF and his antics and, and and Tanahashi, by the way, 46 years old, same age as punk. So yeah. you got two legends on this show on this card, uh, you know, and they fought in back to back matches, by the way, with punk and, and uh, Kojima fighting in the men's own heart yeah. tournament, yep, yep. which we could talk about. But, you know, it's interesting, man. There's a lot of and Kojima himself, 52 years old. So you got a lot of quote unquote legends yeah. on this forbidden door. And you said some people will call this the greatest wrestling show ever. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, it's up for debate for whoever wants to talk about that, but it was definitely stacked with that, talent. Yeah. Stacked. And it's like a who's who of new Japan. And like you mentioned Kojima and punk. So that was the next match. And again, I think they handled it well. Cause Kojima, listen, no offense to Kojima, but when was the last time Kojima had a, like a great match? You know what I mean? Like it's been a long time. Right. And mm-hmm. um, and we're not the craziest New Japan mark, so it's like somebody – I'm sure people can school us more, but, like, it's been a long time since I considered Kojima to be at wrestling good, good matches, proper matches. Right. And I thought him and Punk, they did the best they could. You know what I mean? And that that match was more about the reaction to Punk, and, you know, and we heard the crowd, and it wasn't a Chicago crowd anymore, you know, and it was a <laughs> Canadian crowd. So the Kenny Omega residual love was going to result in way more heat for punk mm-hmm. but i thought he embraced it well and it made that match fun it's funny because my cousin texts me after that match he goes this match was ass cheeks he hated the match and all that and i'm like bro with mjf and tanahashi or with punk no, and with kojima. punk and kojima you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it's like and i could get that it's not like a banger you know but it was just a tournament match you know and i thought it was for what it was i thought it was solid you know what i mean and um you know I'm sure Punk Punk had requested this if I if I would have guessed right. He wants sure. to work with some legends on this exactly. tour he's doing now, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's like, look, put him in there with Kojima. He has a history of people. There's that spot of him hitting him Kojima in the in the uh, corner and yelling Kojima, Kojima, and it's like a throwback to the shoot interview with Punk. I mean, with uh, Joe. So Man. you know, like, there's like moments that, like, if you're in the know, you know, like this, like this show is just a show for wrestling fans, and maybe it is for the in little, the know crowd. Yeah, you have to be a little more in the know to get all the little references, or maybe know who all the participants are. You know what I mean? But that's what it's for, you know. And there is an audience mm-hmm. for it. Apparently, it sold out instantly. You know what I mean? They had fourteen thousand in there, and it was a good crowd. You know, so like I thought, Punk and Kojima was also fun, not changing your life or anything, but for two guys who were you know, in the wrong side of their careers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Age. They they did what they had to do. It's worth checking out to me. Well, it had stakes too. They, yeah, it exactly. wasn't it, the Owen Hart tournament. They've definitely done a good job building this up again for the second year. And this was a tournament uh, first round matchup. So it had stakes. Every match on the show was either for a title or it had some stakes, even though they were kind of dream matches. You know, there was there was stuff even. Oh God, we, there's so much to get to on the show. We're going to yeah. try to just cover the highlights here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing one thing I want to talk about is um, Jack Perry really quick, if I can, yeah. because uh, after his match with Sonata, that was an, a singles match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. We had a turn by old Jungle Boy Jack, who in the dynamite that came after. I want your thoughts on the delivery of the promo, the heel promo, and what you think going forward. Because Jack Perry turning on uh, his best friend, quote unquote, his hook. best friend, 
Well, I don't after know the remember, loss, uh, but I kind of said it with you and Duke yeah. when Duke was on the show. I kind of said I think this is a vehicle for him to turn heel. And even in my house, we had a few we had a few guys here watching it, and like even them, I was like, he's turning heel, boys. You know what I mean? I was like, here it is, and he did the thing. You know, first of all, um, Sonata, you know, his match with Jack Perry, he kind of just clown Jack Perry as far as I'm concerned in terms of like the actual matchup, you know, which I get mm-hmm. he's their champion. And I was kind of into that. You know what I mean? I wasn't interested. You think in it was legit type of talk? Because, you know, he's like, I never saw a Jack Perry match. Who's no, no, I think it's all just that, for the show. For yeah, the- I think that's for the show. You know what I mean? But maybe there's a, a, you know, a little hint of truth, a slither of truth. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Jack Perry, no offense, he's not at that level to me. He's not like the main right. guy in any roster, even if it was New Japan. And I think, but how do you feel about Sonata though, as as the guy? No, and like Sonata, also, I was trying to explain that to my buddies who were like, Sonata's like their champion, you know, like he didn't, they never heard of him or whatever. And I was like, yeah, this is more of like a culmination sort of thing. It's sort of like finishing the story like Cody was meant to do. Mm -hmm. It was some New Japan's version with Sonata. So, like, he's just, I was trying to explain, he's the champion of the moment. He's not necessarily Mm -hmm. the, the guy of New Japan, but I do think as champion, you deserve respect. I do think. He is worthy of of being a champion at uh, uh, at some point in the company, and his 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 moment is right now. And I feel like that match went the way it should have been. Him pretty much dominating Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy had a couple of moments, but like, listen, put some respect on the guy Sonata's name. Mm-hmm. I thought the match was fine. I remember Sonata back in the TNA X division back in the, yeah, in the day yeah, for yeah. a minute, you know. But no, you know? how far he's come, you know. Yeah, so. and, and and listen, and he's I think he's earned it. You know, that's a hard path to take to get to the top, you know. So it's like I'm happy he's having at least a little bit of a moment. But to go on about Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy turns on his man Hook. You know what I mean? He goes full heel. Listen, and I I called it because Jungle Boy had red trunks on. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is this is his heel. This is his heel gear. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. like, he's turning tonight, clearly. And um, yeah, he cuts this promo on dynamite that uh I wanna love, yeah, because like I like that it's Jungle Boy. He's saying, get rid of the music and I'm not dancing, he's being an asshole, like more of like a Hollywood you know, Jack Perry type of gimmick. But I'm gonna miss the music. I'm gonna miss the music. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun and all that, but like well, I'm curious, I'm excited to see what's gonna happen, like music wise. Like what's he gonna come out to? Hopefully, man. I'm 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 just bummed about that. But what can he do? I mean, look, he can't be a jungle boy forever, right? Like you have to grow. I like the Jack Perry moniker, like I mean name, you know, the jungle boy should be phased out, right? Exactly. But but what do you do with him as look, heels that are his size don't often yeah go very far right it's sure. it's a tough thing so yeah. how does he i mean he can learn a thing or two from christian obviously yeah. but I think he is i think he's gonna mimic the whole christian deal i feel like that's what but what about his delivery out. of the promo because i got some yeah. criticism no 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 needs work he's not there yet <laughs> all right like don't get me wrong you know i was happy to see it i was happy but when he like i said i wanted to love this promo but it was just like, okay, you know, you're you're gonna get there. And he dropped the line about having the hottest bitch in the game or whatever he said or whatever he called his way. And it was just like, and he does a little wink. Yeah, a little cringy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like why why are you this guy all of a sudden? Yeah, all of a sudden, right? You're like you're a, the scum of the earth, you know. But but what I do like is that is he's instantly in a feud with with Hook and 
in turn, you're kind of in a feud with Taz, you know, so on commentary, he gets to bury you a little. Like, I like where mm-hmm. they're at with the heel turn because it's not like, hey, I'm heel turn. I'm elite. I'm immediately going for the man, like the world champion or whatever. And then you're on, then the platform you're on is so like, you know, all eyes on me that you're going to be judged harsher. Where like with Hook, it's like, well, you're with another guy who's maybe less talented than you. You're like levels above, even on the mic, you know, because Hook isn't quite there in any category as far as I'm concerned. And right. Like, so it's sort of like, yo, maybe he'll get the shine. And I thought it was funny him running out of the building and jumping into a car that speeds away. I was like, I think there's things there that could be cool. We're going to see where this leads. I think it's a good first few, though. FTW title against a guy like Hook. And we're going to see what he's made of as a as a heel, you know, where the stakes are lower. I think the, when uh, the Pillars match was being put together, Jungle Boy came off. They all came off a little unlikable at times, but Jack Perry yeah, came yeah. off a little unlikable. And I, I wish maybe it didn't feel so sudden, though, with the hook thing, because I don't feel like they had a lot of steam yeah. in their friendship. That was and that's where thing, I would. Like that's my criticism. You know, yeah, I agree. I agree. But I do think it's a. Sure, I agree with what you said completely because, like, it's just all of a sudden it's like he's my best friend, you know what I mean? And here we are, Jungle <laughs> Hook, and it's like, what? But I do think it's a good spot for both guys because, like I said, it's low stakes situation for Jungle Boy. We're like, we're going to test this run out, you know what I mean? You're going to be able to do some things where, like, all eyes aren't going to be on you. And then if for Hook, it's also a spot to elevate himself, you know what I mean? And can Jungle Boy has good matches, something we can't deny. So it's sort of like, all right, put yourself, you're going to put yourself in situation with a storyline and where you're going to be in the matches with a guy who like Hook's not going to squash that guy. Jungle Boy's not going to squash him. So you're going to have to have mm-hmm. proper matches. You're going to see where Hook stands. He can only grow from it. Jungle Boy just had a whole year and some change being under Christian's wing. You know what I mean? So now we're going to see what that led to. Does he you go back I mean? with uh, Christian and Luchasaurus eventually? Or he can't after the father talk, yeah, I right? Just, yeah, I don't think so. I think that's a, that was like a blood feud that he'll move on from that. I think it, I think I, he separates from those guys completely. You know what I mean? Do you but think I it's do... a good move, though? Like, for other than the shock value and, like, it's a different change of pace. But do you think – because I have high hopes for Jack as a baby face top guy in this company. Yeah. Do you think the heel is uh heel work? Do you think that's a I think it's uh it's good to add layers to what your you know abilities even are, you know what I mean? And I do think it's good to have a run like this. Like I'm I'm very up in the air with it because like I'm not sure, you know, because like yeah. that promo was not great. And his promos have never and there been. ain't no going back though. When yeah, you start talking isn't. like this, you can't just yeah, start yeah. going back, right? No, you can't. But like anything, like the wrestling fans' memories are short. So like what doesn't work out if all of a sudden in you know in six months they heard that jungle boy music hit everybody would be up and dancing and swinging their arm again you know what i mean exactly so it's sort of like i feel like they they're testing the waters or they're see where it takes them jungle boy needed something he needed some kind of change whether his heel is the answer or not you know it's not the answer for everybody we'll see with him but it's it's there it's right he's that hollywood kid he grew up in valley village you know what i mean and it's like those who don't know I, I live in Studio City. I live, I work in Valley Village. You know what I mean? So it's fun. So I'm in that area as we speak where you grew up. And it's like, it's not the roughest parts of town. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like, you know, it's that unlikable, unlikable Hollywood gimmick is authentic with him. His dad's a Hollywood celebrity. Um, you know, he's young there. man too, uh, still 26, yeah. just so, freshly yeah. turned 26. So you can, can run with this for this a year out. or two yeah. and come back to. Yeah, you can figure it all out. Lovable if it's Jack. Work, we'll know. If it doesn't, People embrace Jungle Boy back. He's a he's a pillar, you know. He's a pillar. So, 
We'll, yeah, we'll I did see. want to mention that it's a big deal, yeah. and uh, some of the highlights from this Forbidden Door show, we do have to touch on the the elite and the Blackpool Combat Club, and just oh, yeah, the continuation, the continuity here with they now added Eddie Kingston and Ishii in there. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, Takeshita on the side with the Blackpool Combat Club, and, so and Shota Umino as well. Yeah, Umino is in there. And he's like an honorary member of the back because some uh, some people didn't know they were like, "Who's this guy with the Blackpool Combat Club?" And I'm like, "Well, I was at the New Japan show that they did in Long Beach, and Umino was teamed with Yuta and Moxley in a match there. So he's kind of like he is Blackpool Combat Club, but just unofficially. He's a young race. lion." For yeah. sure, and, and he's good. Got a line. He's good mm-hmm. too, and he sort of crowd really gets behind Umino as well. So it's cool to see him in that sort of situation, such a high profile matchup. And I thought that match was a banger too. You know what you expect from very the elite. good ten man tag. Yeah. yeah, what you expect from the elite Blackpool Combat Club. You could throw Ishii and Eddie Kingston in there, and you know it's going to be wild. And Takeshita really coming into his own as well. Like I'm liking this Don Callis relationship with Takeshita. I like it a lot. A lot. I think that's the, uh, everybody was always saying like Takeshita, they saw him as a main event guy. You know, and I remember listening to like Conan and whoever talk about like, he just seems like another guy. Like he's not that he sucks or anything, but he just seems like another dude. Why is he, what's so special about him? And I was kind of in that boat. Like I like Takeshita, but like even Duke would say like, he's a main eventer to Keshta or whatever. And I was just like, man, but simply changing his look, throwing him with Don Callis. And I'm like, wow, like I'm seeing the the bigger main event for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm it's, seeing it's the coming. I see, I can yeah. see it. It's a, it's good for them to uh, position him like that too, because I think the baby face to that's where it didn't work for me. Duke saw him as a, as a main event guy. It just wasn't yeah. clicking. The Don Callis Alliance. That gets me over the top. Yeah, um, for sure. It's very cool. And his, his inter, you know, I guess inclusion in the honorary Blackpool Combat Club, sort of, he's not an official member, but yeah, no, no. His, his, you know, just lingering around that group is cool. Keeping yeah. him kind of separate, but as a, as, a, as an ally, I guess you could say, and this stuff with the elite, it continues to rage on. And um, Ishii being there, I mean, it's wild. Eddie Kingston and Moxley, like, I don't know where this goes ultimately to end the elite versus BCC thing because it just keeps taking on another yeah i know it's it's interesting you know um, yeah i don't know either you know and like that's what's so fascinating because there's so many top guys involved you know that it's sort of like what are we going to do and now you have that inner turmoil of eddie kingston and moxley who like they can't you know eddie is a he wants to protect his boy but he's in this brutal matchup you know this crazy mm-hmm. matchup but moxley has made it clear listen you're on the wrong side of things, you know, and now we have the drama with Renee Paquette being involved. And you know, when we look at dynamite, I like well, if it. It can't though, end in the anarchy in the arena. Yeah. Like how does it end? Right. And it, it well, they're going to have blood ends and guts. With a handshake or something. Yeah. Well, now they're going to do blood and guts. Oh, so they're going to do blood and guts. Yeah. So this is the ultimate payoff, I guess. Right. Cause they've been doing all these madness matches, anarchy in the arena, <laughs> this 10 crazy ass, 10 man, uh, 10 man tag team match. Right. So it's like now, Blood and guts is the ultimate decider as in W I mean AEW lore, <laughs> you know. So uh we're gonna see and that's gonna be insanity too. That's gonna be insanity. Yeah. And I like I like the throwback to Eddie Kingston and Moxley's relationship because that was such a big part of like a couple of years of AEW's television, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm glad that was. they keep that going. The I'm, glad that it's like, it, I'm glad that they don't treat us like we're dummies and it's like, oh that that you know. They weren't buddies, you know, the last time they ran into each other. You know what I mean? Like that happens in pro wrestling. So, so yeah, like, absolutely. I like, I like the continuity when we can keep some in this business where it's madness all the time. So, 
Yeah, but like, oh, dude, you, that match, you, one of my favorite matches. My second favorite match of the show. Oh, was actually, it? Really? Yeah, that 10-man, yeah. Really. Yeah, so like, you yeah. know, I think it was uh I think it was really good, you know what I mean? And like it wasn't I didn't I didn't give anything on this show like a five star rating. I know that might shock some people. Oh, but wow. this was my second highest rated match for sure. Well, a lot of people's first highest rated match, and you did mention Don Callis, but his, you know, I guess he's he's him and Will Ospreay are here to do some business with Kenny Omega. This is the uh second of the trilogy. Yep. And there will be a third, I imagine. A presumed trilogy. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, we're going to just assume. We're going to, yeah, we're going to presume. We're going to assume this was 39 minutes. Yeah. And. And guess what? That's look, why it's a classic or a modern classic, right? However you look at modern classics, classic, right? Yeah, for sure. Classic. You know? Where do you stand on this? Well, I don't want to call it overreaction, but yeah, yeah. where do you stand on the. I mean, this thing got crowned six oh, yeah. ways till Sunday sure. in every which way you can if it was 10 stars. But I mean, where do you stand on this, though? Because towards the end, I was starting to like sort of go the other way. Like, I think they might have drug it out an extra Too five far. or yeah. But where do you stand? I thought it was great. I do. I, I thought it was a great match. I thought the 40 minutes was great i thought I, th- I like the ending sequences you know what i mean i like kenny omega kicking out of the one and angel at one you know i okay. like okay i liked all the finishers and stuff like just because that's his move and it goes back to what i say all the time about it's not the move it's the guy who's doing the move right like mm-hmm. that's why it's effective so i like him kicking out at one which i think some people were like what you know what i mean and like um aew has since done like uh, one count, you know, pops like twice since then, sort of diminishing their own values. You know, I just I mean? saw like, Dustin Rhodes kick. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Dustin Rhodes kicked out of Hobbs's spine buster, and I that I'm like, I don't agree with. You know what I mean? I'm like, what is Dustin kicking out of your finish for? You know what I mean? At no, one, Dustin. Yeah, at one, kicking out of your finish is bad enough, but why Dustin kick out at one? But anyway, I didn't like that. That's neither here nor there, right? This match, <laughs> right. but I thought Kenny Omega. I thought that was like a moment, you know, and like the and like the rough blade job that Osprey did. You know, like, because he was leaking all over the place. Listen, this is my highest rated match. I'll tell you what my rating was because I did not crown it. Like, Meltzer gave it six stars, dude. I don't know if you saw that. He gave. It's, I did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's AEW's highest rated match, um, according to Juan. Um, it's not my highest rated AEW match, but I get. I would give it four and a half stars if I was like oh. crown it. Yeah, you know what okay. I mean. So sort of like I not I do quite think five. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's great. You know what I mean. I do think it's a great match. I. I like Will Ospreay. I think it did a good job. Did you come around on Will Ospreay, or have you always been a fan? Um, I've always respected his ability, but it's not my favorite kind of wrestling, you know. But um, right. but I thought this match was great. I did think this match was good. I don't. I'm not like Dave, where like Dave's given Will Ospreay like 25 star matches like this year. You know what I mean? Oh, and it's sort of like I don't agree with all that. I didn't even agree <laughs> with this one, right? But you know, like I did think the match was so good, and I think Kenny Omega is so great that like. The, the chemistry is obviously there, man. And like, and like the idea of a third one being at like Wembley or something like that. Right. I don't know. That, I don't know that New Japan allows that because if I'm New Japan, it's like, no, dude, it has to be at Wrestle Kingdom or something. But, mm. you know, I just think like, dude, the idea of, you know, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega at all in in front of 75,000 people or whatever to not like just do this with this crowd times five, you know? Well, um, if we're not getting punk versus Omega. 
yeah, you know what I mean? the trilogy, right? Yeah, the like if, if that's what my only um like hesitation in making the trilogy for all in is that it's so quick. Mm-hmm. Like if you give this a little time to simmer, because that's like two months, right? From the date of this. You might be better for, off letting it yeah, simmer. Let it simmer for you know, whatever, however. You long could get this at um yeah. full gear even or or whatever. Or Something, no, yeah, I guess like yeah. I just think it, all it's, out. It's, it's tough with the moment. It's tough with the moment, you know what I mean? Because the moment in front of that crowd, that UK crowd for Will Ospreay, you know what I mean? It just would yeah. be epic, you know? And then obviously they're going to love Kenny Omega. We're going to, we haven't seen the London crowd with an AEW show yet, but if uh, this past WWE show is any indication, they're going to lose their minds and there's going to be a lot more people in the building, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's going to be such madness. They just, you know, for the moment, I would like to see it there, but I understand like saving it. I think a little bit of, uh, letting like the fire simmer a little bit from this match and then doing it again will just make it bigger, bigger, bigger. But I wanted to say something. My, so my cousin who um was texting me about how much CM Punk sucked earlier mm. was texting me this, never having seen Will Ospreay and mm. was marking out for him. Oh, really? Marking, marking out for him. Said it's his favorite match of the year. And I would mm. say my cousin leans leans a little bit more of hater energy toward AEW. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm not saying he's an AEW hater or a WWE stand, but I feel like he leans hater toward AEW, leans favoritism toward WWE. And even he was like, dude, Will Ospreay, he sold him. He was like his favorite match of the year. You know what I mean? Probably his favorite match match in a long time. You know, like that's how gassed he was for this match. And I think that gets a lot of people. Is he a New Japan fan? Or no? Nah, no, 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 not really. Listen, Ray okay. Ray, he's my cousin Ray Ray for you know those who don't who know who know know. Um, he used to go with me to Ring of Honor shows and stuff like that, and we went to WWE shows before. But I wouldn't say he's like the craziest wrestling fan of all time. Definitely not New Japan DP. He even mentioned to me during the show he didn't know who half of these guys were or whatever. But mm. you know, Will Osprey really turned him or his eyes you know around in terms of this matchup. So. You know, I just think that says something for a guy. Like, I know Osprey's not your style, a little bit too much gymnastics or whatever for you. But I do think he has a modern style that people love. And, uh, you know, I think it is a modern. Yeah, absolutely. I think if he signs with AEW eventually, I think he'll become like one of these like top guys. guys. You know what I mean? Like in the world of wrestling, like we're. I could see it, man. I mean, I'm not going to take away from his ability. It's not necessarily my preferred cup of tea yeah. but i think there's something to be said about the appeal to the modern fans and what will osprey represents yeah. especially when you're talking about kenny omega who's i mean a, a modern legend yeah. Yeah, yeah and in canada this was so that was an extra cool little wrinkle with their match what do you think about the tiger driver 91 spot because that got a lot of uh so criticism it did get a lot of criticism and my criticism my idea on like any kind of wrestling criticism is this like i get that it's dangerous right but we didn't talk about this match, but Tony Storm's hitting nailing Willow Nightingale with, you know, these little short power drives. Attack. You know what I mean? Oh, those, you know, yeah. the hip attack and power drive. To me, it's sort of like, I get that it's dangerous, but it's uh, to me, it's not way more dangerous than a normal power driver or a tombstone or like any kind of head thing. I know it's scary looking. We don't see it. That's why it's rare. You know, right. For, I got a big pop out of me because obviously I know the move. I love Masawa. 
but also because I was just showing my roommate like literally the night before a Misawa highlight reel of all his craziest moves, you know, and then we saw the Tiger Driver 91. We were like, oh, my God. Then we were watching the Tiger Driver compilation. And then the next night they hit one. So like, for that's us, cool. Yeah. So for us, the moment was just kind of crazy. I was like, oh, that Tiger is crazy. You out of nowhere. Huh? Just out of nowhere. Randomly, we were looking at Misawa clips the night before. But um, that's hysterical. No, so like I like the spot because it's rare. I don't like it if it's happening every, you know, other match like the destroyer has become. You know what I mean? Like, right. If, if that's the case, like no, save it. But like the idea that like like Masawa only hit that a you know a handful of times, like in prominent match. You know what I'm saying? So like if you keep it that way, keep the mystique of the move alive. I don't have a problem with it. these two guys are professionals. They know what they're doing. Now it, it's a bad precedent for like these indie jabronis who are going to go, you know what? Kenny Omega did the, you know, tiger driver in the match. And they're going to be start doing this super potentially dangerous move at like indie shows. Like, I don't like that idea, but like, keep it to the professionals, keep it important moments. I don't mind it, dude. I think if we could watch Warlow jump off a ladder through a table and all that, and like, we just move on, but to the next match with like, no, no, not even a second thought. I think you could hit a, fucking tiger driver every now and then and the world doesn't have to lose their minds you know what i mean it's sort of like if these guys choose to do it i remember a similar outlet um you know like like um backlash when uh back in the day i don't know if you remember this when cody took like a headshot with a chair from sean spears it was like an oh yeah unprotected chair shot and that ended up wait that was in AEW. that was an AEW. yeah yeah, yeah. and it was um it was early on in AEW. Jericho was. Yeah, you said backlash or something, but what were you saying? Oh, no, I said um, the, the, oh, the backlash. backlash. Yeah, yeah, no, you know it was saying? a yeah, very, yeah. very. It was because it was. It was. Um, we were desensitized to it. At yeah, that point. exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. And people. And then it get, happened, yeah, and we were like, and, "Whoa!" And people get all sensitive. They're like, "Oh, we don't need to see that." And I, to me, I'm of the belief you could do whatever you want to do with your body. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like if, you, if Cody wants to take that chair shot. You know, bless him. You know what I'm saying? If if Kenny wants to take a Tiger Driver because he trusts this guy that he's going to deliver it, you know what I mean? Sure thing. And it's mm-hmm. we see dangerous stuff in pro wrestling. That's the name of the game. And you trust that these guys are pros enough to do it, and I'm, that's what I'm relying on. And, um, you know, listen, Owen Hart broke Stone Cold Steve Austin's neck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then right. Chris, Benoit, Chris Benoit broke Sabu's neck. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like anything can happen at any point. You know, and it's sort of like we saw injuries happen all the time. You could do a hip toss and blow your shit out. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of like, of it, like the least violent stuff can be the most damaging to some people. And I just think that the idea that like it's so outrageous, we should never see it. It's crazy. It's pro wrestling. You know what I mean? Like I'm all for whatever works if it gets over. And I think it got over. I think it did its job. It made me pop. It made hardcore wrestling fans pop. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like it's not for everybody. Watch the WWE. You know what I mean? If you never want to see a Tiger driver, because you won't, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. right. AW, it's going to happen. Yeah, I was curious about that because that got some uh, attention, we'll just say, with the, the Tiger driver 91. Let's talk about, like I said, there was a marquee match, and it was, I mean, a dream match for most. Yep. Okada, Danielson. So this was not either of your top two rated matches, according to what I'm, I'm, I'm tracking. Number three. Yeah, Number three. Number three. Well, what held it back for because I preferred this over Osprey and Omega. And I me. could see I could see that, right? And it's like, and I still give it a very high score. I probably 
to be honest, the elite match and this match are probably a similar grade for me. The elite and the uh, Blackpool Comic Club and this, I probably give them like if uh, if my scores were on paper, probably like four and a quarter stars. You know what I mean? Mm. Type of situation where I like both. I like this match a lot. Um, and there's been some revisionist history now since Kenny Omega's match with Will Ospreay was so like, such a barn burner, and people are like that should have went on last. That should have went on last. And like my cousin even said something similar to me, and I said, "Dude, it's Okada and Danielson." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this has to go on last. And like, I personally, and I guess a lot of people don't think it quite lived up to expectations because in my head, I'm thinking the greatest match of all time potential, and I just think that's expectations bringing it down maybe just a bit. Well, we had an injury here too. Yeah, exactly. So that shell, we can't just brush that under the rug. No, and I don't. That, that makes it fractured better. his arm. Yeah, that makes it better in retrospect, right? But like mm-hmm. when I watched it, when it was over, I was shocked by the ending. Listen, right. they gave this match a good time too, almost half hour. You know, um, I think it was the second longest match on the show. Yeah, so like it got like half an hour just under, and I thought it was what it was. It's a different thing because I said it to my cousin. I was like, "Oh, Cotton and Dance." I was like, "Listen, it's going to be very different." But I was like, "But it could be like great." But and- what do you think about the uh, the decision? I mean, Danielson submitting okada like that's a very big thing man yeah because my big issue with danielson's run is he hasn't had that marquee win really you know what i mean and i'm like man is he gonna lose to okada he should be holding that world title right yeah yeah that'd be a world title agree i agree you know what i mean he should have beat i mean you know know, i mean i just really want that for him me too me too i don't know that he wants it unfortunately that's the thing right true true but um but I agree with you. He should have he should have that title at least once, you know. And I was very happy to see him get this big marquee win over Okada. Mm-hmm. And just a legacy win, too. You know what I mean? Because exactly. If they never match up again, which I think they will, I think they'll probably do a rematch in a new Japan show, maybe a Wrestle Kingdom or something like that. I think that's why Okada agrees to a finish like this. First of all, he taps Okada for the first time in how many years? A long time. Do you know who the last person to tap Okada was? That's a little Nakamura. Nakamura, yeah. So like, I knew that because I've been on my Nakamura kick lately. Yeah, but there you go. How about so like, that? That's how many years ago, though. I don't know how that's many, how years, many ago. years exactly. And Gotta it's be like five or so, six. Long time, yeah. How long has Nak been in WWE? Oh, you know, what I'm saying? seven years yeah, exactly. ago, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's probably eight years, I think. So, um, you know, I just think that's a nice feather in Brian Danielson's cap. You know what I mean? And uh, it doesn't hurt Okada, and he's a top top boy. And like, I just thought their chemistry, while good wasn't great you know what i mean and i think they made the best of it and i think brian danison with the submissions and all the locks and all that and like playing that game and okada like laying it in on him and it made the match very good and i think by Mm -hmm. the end of it i was hooked but i think the pace of it was a little slower i just think the high from osprey and kenny omega to come down from i know they had a match in between but it wasn't enough you know what i mean like it was going to be hard to live up to what you had seen already on the show so that's the only thing. And like Danielson had a broken arm. We come to find out for the last 10 to 12 minutes of this match. Almost crazy half the match. Yeah. Crazy. Almost half the match with a broken arm. It puts it in a different space. You know what I mean? It gives them, it makes it more respectable. And I think you're seeing a lot of people um, revise their original idea of the match, right? When people were like, ah, oh, it was a little lackluster. Some people thought it was a little lackluster. Maybe it wasn't quite as good as they had hoped. But then when you realize the guy has a broken arm, it enhances automatically. And I think and you're talking about matches. following Osprey and Omega. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's hard. Already it's hard. it was going to be difficult. 
Yeah. And then you exactly. throw the fractured arm in there. Yeah. But Brian Danielson, man, it, I think it was just such a technically sound outing once again, as you expect. But like, the thing about Danielson is, like you said, a legacy win. This run, I mean, it's kind of crazy that he gets to have this run after not only retiring in WWE, but then having like the comeback there, which was kind of meh, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. And then he has this like sort of revitalized career this was what he would always talk about when i would see him in interviews like i just want to really put together a body work i could be proud of exactly it looks like he's going out on his own terms and yeah. i hate to say it going out but man i i really 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 like dread the day where it's like danielson punk Mox. omega's 40 yeah Omega even yeah you, you get these guys man like they're not going to be around forever so yeah dude yeah. like you got to imagine they're all nearing especially Punks and Danielsons, right? Nearing the end of the road. They've they're talking about it, those guys. And then Omega and Moxley, they can only take so much. Their bodies are taking lots of abuse for our entertainment. And it's been like quality stuff, you know, but like it's all gonna go away. And you know, we talk about it sometimes with WWE, but it's like the building of the young stars. You know, I think this is why AEW is setting themselves up nicely for the future to not mm-hmm. have to bring back. 52 year old Brian Danielson, you know, like they do it right or whatever right. the case is. And, you know, so like, you know, it's good. But it, like you said, it is nice to see him have this run. He had to leave WWE to get it, but at least he's getting it right. Like at least there's another promotion with the, the where the owner is a mark, you know what I mean? And wants to see the same <laughs> shit that Brian Danielson wants to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're getting that last run and it's cool. And I wanted to say before we move on from the show, but like, Brian Danielson comes out to the final countdown. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Come on. Like, I lost my mind. I was standing. Did you ask for that? I know some fans were, like, hoping for that. But did you, I mean, I was, did you uh, expect that, I should say? I didn't expect it. I didn't expect mm. it. I was hoping for it. You know what's funny is I had seen an article, like, literally the day before, talking about the ban Europe or whatever, um, that the licensing rights, that it was going to be more achievable or something. I saw it, and I just thought, oh, that's cool. Get the final countdown eventually. But then it was like the next day they had the final countdown, and I was like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like I was not in TK, man, that timing. Day. You know what I mean? It was, so great. Like, it was a great touch. When you told that me that moment, through the text, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I had to because I knew you both weren't watching, but I was like, I had to say it. Yeah, I watched it after the fact, but it still had yeah. the same effect, man. Yeah, I was, yeah. And the video package before the match should get some love yeah, as yeah. well, the way that they put this together, because this was a dream match mm-hmm. scenario. But then hearing him coming out to the, the final countdown, I even it was really, cousin, really cool, man. Yeah, I texted my cousin about it. I was like, tell me this isn't like making you mark out, you know? And he was like, this is so cool, you know, because that song alone, because me and him were in the first row at times when Danielson would come out. And- well, that's what I was going to ask you. How, how old were you when you would go to these Ring of Honor shows and watch Danielson? Um, I had to be, it was, I was probably that 1920 range when I started going. Yeah. So for you, like I'm your whole adult life, reference. Yeah. your whole adult life, you know, this Danielson, um, led, led legacy, I guess mm-hmm. it's cool to see it come full circle is my point. Like yeah. you see him in those old shows, the armory and shit like that mm-hmm. we would go to. And now you're watching him here and, um, he is an older guy, man, but he, you would never know it. He was really on point in this match it's a shame about the fraction arm but it didn't take away from me um the magic so uh, we did want to point out some highlights of forbidden door there's so much more going on with AEW that we're going to touch on in the coming weeks i don't know where they're going with you know the jay white honk stuff i don't know if that's going to culminate it all in i'm kind of starting to think it will and i don't know how you feel about that being 
there, but do you want to I'm throw not, anything, I, uh, any punk uh, predictions? Listen, out? we're not getting punk versus Kenny Omega, right? So I'm open, you know, like, uh, listen, that's the dream everybody wanted, if, or especially for such a big show like that. Maybe it'll be next year's all in if they do it again in like a ma- massive stadium or something like that. But since we're not doing that and the shows are kind of like divided in ways, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm into Jay White. It's, it's seemingly Jay White's like calling Punk out for whatever he has in that bag of his, you know, and it's yeah. like, listen, that's intriguing to me. Jay White's winning me over because I have not been a huge Jay White stan or anything like that. Like, but yeah, we talked about him and Juice as a package, even mm-hmm. they're both, and, and it looks like they added the guns. The guns now are officially makes sense. Of the Bullet Club, yeah, dude. Like, which I'm into. I'm like, okay, like you know, if you would have told me a year ago the the the, the guns are going to be a Bullet Club member, I'd have been like, who cares? But in this package, the way it's worked out. It it makes sense to me. I like it. I like this Bullet Club Gold situation more than I thought. Bullets, I would. bullets need guns. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Simple. You know what I mean. How about that entrance? Do you like it? The guns entrance. Yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. It and is. like that, and like that's all you need sometimes. A cool entrance. And, yeah, theme and the, song. And, and the jerky gun that you said you met. Um, he started adding the spray gun. Austin you, you gun. See? Yeah, he's, Austin. Yeah, so he's doing like this weasel with the gun sprays. With the water, and it makes it look cool. Like people are losing their minds on the internet about it, but like it does make it look cool. I think it's a cool. Ed- it enhances you. It enhances you. A good it's part of the package, man. You know part what I mean? of the like, deal on pro wrestling. Yeah, and like those for them. kids. Yeah, exactly. I'm pulling for them. Me too. Me too. And like I don't love them like as a team right now, but I think they have something, and they're young, and they're gonna. No, we want as many like legitimately over yeah. stars yeah. in this company, and I think they're getting there. They really yeah, yeah. are kind of getting there, yeah. and this is a cool little part of their uh, the package with the with the Bullet Club gold but you know it is cool to see where they're heading in this summer because we are going all in um what do you think though as it stands now you're saying that the shows are divided i i don't know what's going on still as far as like work shoot work shoot if they don't if they don't go with the the punk omega thing this year and you're saying maybe they push it out next year or if they never do it at all but where do you see the rest of the card shaping out because it, they, does that headline? Does Jay White and Punk uh, headline the show, or is it more like a more? Do you go back to the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club? Because Brian is now, I that think, might not work in time frame wise as far as that broken yeah. arm healing, and that yeah. fucking bums me up. They're saying six to eight weeks from the like you know that kind of injury. Mm, in he theory. might do it then. Yeah, like he could be back. Like it was like two months out from like the pay-per-view so it's like he could be back i don't know how ready he'll be but um i think if you're smart all in should focus on kenny omega in some way maybe you know yeah. maybe the elite or whatever just because that's that's who AEW is you know mm-hmm. it's AEW is not cm punk or jay white and i love punk more than most you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. it's like that's not what AEW is. He is the biggest name in that company. You know what I mean? He is the biggest draw in that company. And obviously you have him in a featured position. And I think a Jay White and him is any other. Um, what about Omega and, and MJF? What if he gets another shot at the title? Dude, I would love that. You know what I mean? Um, where, where do you think they're headed with MJF and like his title picture right now? Cause they kind of, you know, put the Adam Cole thing on ice, which I'm happy about. Well, you know how I mean? would you like, say they put it on ice? Because yeah, and I'm now is that like, the, like do you, does saying, that feel genuine? What do you, what do you think about what they're doing with Adam Cole? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel like they're trying to avoid having him in the title picture leading up to these big. We shows. talked about this, by the way. Yeah, remember exactly? Yeah, you know, and like, and it kind of played out. Like they had their match. He didn't get the 
win to get the title shot. Now he's in like this tag team thing, which I don't know how I feel about this like mystery tag team because I don't like convenient stuff. And it seems like oh, Swerve mm-hmm. and Keith Lee are together. Uh, MJF and Cole are now teaming together. You know, it's so, like I hate convenient on the nose. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, real convenient. Two guys who hate each other match up multiple <laughs> yeah. times now already. You know what I mean? But like, but they could be going back to just simply Adam Cole and MJF yeah, at all in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's probably like we said from the start. I think Tony Khan really oh, wants wait. to follow through. John Boy, when does the Owen Hart tournament final happen? Isn't that at all in? I think they're lining it up to com- complete at all in. So, like, do we think CM Punk's in the final of that? Or are we absolutely? Why did I forget about that? Yeah, wouldn't it be Joe I mean? and Punk? Wouldn't it be Joe and Punk? So, well, no, Joe and Punk is the next matchup. It's a semifinal. Oh, and on the other side, so it's Hobbs. Hobbs and Starks. It's Hobbs and Starks on one side, Joe and Punk on the other. I, which I think is a great final four. We're talking about the Owen Hart tournament last year where our final four was like, we were like, why are these guys oh, in it? I, I think the final four you have here are like, man, Punk versus We said Joe. Punk wants to work with Hobbs eventually. Maybe this is the way he does it. Maybe that's maybe, the way he does maybe it. He does the honors for Hobbs even. Yeah, does he do? you does think he Punk do wins it? I don't know because I, I don't think he needs to win it. You know what but I mean? But it, it does add prestige to that trophy. Yeah, it does. I mean, not that it needs any. It's the Owen Hart, but you know what I'm saying? If it's CM Punk versus Ricky Starks at the final at All In, are you excited for that? Yeah, because I'm thinking maybe Punk can unleash a little bit more nasty side yeah. and start to lean more into the heel thing. Because yeah. Starks is kind of a blazing baby face at this yeah, point, man. I feel like. And they're buddies. But the, uh, so. but the other way they go about it is that Switchblade costs Punk the match against against uh is that going to culminate at the all in because that seems actually too far away now because we're 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 far out from all in um as it stands now and the tournament's already in the yeah exactly i mean this is the uh, we're almost towards the end here Hmm. no it's going to be the final this is the final july 15th on collision it looks like okay so so we're way off yeah we're way off yeah don't listen to us but yeah so like anyway (laughs) But like I think, I mean, I just think they they got a, a good bracket here on the final four of the the men's side. So of the let's tournament. say Jay White costs them the tournament match. We get mm-hmm. a Jay White Punk at all in. Maybe we get MJF and Cole. Mm-hmm. I believe they're going to probably go back to that at you all in, so? whether you like it or not. I just yep. think so. I think. Remember when Adam Cole? I'm sorry, when Tony Khan announced all in, yeah. Adam Cole was biased. Yeah, he side. announced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I basically think he really. Yes, I think he really wants the Adam Cole thing to. It, to to happen, you know, I don't know if we'll win, but I think he really wants to hitch a, a a bit of his stock to to Adam Cole. I just don't know, man. Um, there's so many other cool options, but we'll see yeah. because I do think Kenny Omega deserves to be in that main event. If it's it's not going to be, you know, Danielson, and there's so many things you could do. It's just a shame we're not getting this year what we said we were going to get or what we hoped we would get. Yeah, with the we what we hoped. End. We don't know yet. Thing. And pro wrestling change quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this show, this all-in show, has nothing announced. You know what I mean? It's the end of August, right? The end of August. So we Yeah, August 27th, August. I think yeah, it is. So we have two months still, I mean, fully, to build to this show. So, like, a lot like this New Japan show that we talked about or, um, you know, other AEW pay-per-views in the past where, like, it kind of comes all together at the end. You know, like, we still have so much time in AEW terms to, mm-hmm. like to fill out this card. So it's like, it could go any number of ways. And I'm sure by the time we're there, we're like, wow, this is a stack card. You know what I mean? So like, I, they'll get I there. Just, yeah. yeah. They, they'll get there. I just, I, I think it's such a big show with the stadium thing. 70,000 plus. I think it deserves a proper main event. Yeah. No, me too, dude. Me too. But I, Hey, I'm David Boy Smith and Bret Hart wasn't 
labeled a proper main event and it killed it. So back in Wembley. Let me talk about on the way out here. I do want to mention really quick Sting because Stinger, man, like I just love how him and Darby Allen have developed this, you know, just just uh, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mentor and, um, I never wanted to change either. Never wanted to change. I don't want one of them to go off on any other one ever. No, because I can't think of a better, like, rub, as they say in the biz, in in recent times. Like, this is a genuine... I look at Darby Allen as a top guy. I think he's cool as shit, but I think the Sting thing really helped, like, so much, man. And I just wanted to mention Sting, though, because the spot he did on Dynamite recently... Man, I think he knocked some teeth out. I think, I think it he was, knocked the tooth out. Bro, it was rough, I, bro. We keep getting scared by sting spots, but I was probably never more scared for a sting spot because I was like, I don't know that he could make make it to those tables. I thought they were Darby was gonna push the ladder and like he was gonna sort of mm, tilt him. That might have helped. It, but he didn't. It looked like he was doing that, but then Sting just jumped and dude, the madness of Sting. I'll tell you what, I've never been a biggest sting guy. Um, right. I love to call him Stink, um, but like the this little AEW run, like yeah, it's not like this you know career defining run or whatever, but it has made it put a different level of respect on Sting's career for me because it's like all stuff he doesn't have to do, mm-hmm. all with the guy like he doesn't have to mentor a guy like Darby. It's like a, a, and and Darby Allen of all the guys, like not a style of which like Sting was comparable to or whatever you know what i mean like not similar in any way other than they have face but doesn't it feel natural their like relationship it's weird you know what i mean like it it does feel natural and it feels wholesome and you see darby bringing out a side of sting and sting shows him like the respect and like that he does like other legends you know what i mean and it's just like i just like this run of stings i've respected so much everybody says you don't have sting doesn't have to do this and and he's doing it you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like and i like that from an old vet Who's like, listen, I, I know what I, he doesn't have to do anything. He can come out. I think this uh, overlaps, this outweighs almost even his his TNA run. I know I'm a known noted TNA kind of like detractor, but do you feel like this put a little bit more um, shine on his legacy? I'll say no, only because he was a top guy there. You know what I mean? Maybe during TNA's But the best company years. itself yeah, felt I so know. Rinky. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I think Sting and Kurt Angle were the reason that that company stood a chance at all. You know what That's I mean? Fair. So like, I don't want to sting. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to discredit their whole runs there because it's I was just like, what he's doing though. for yeah. this company mm-hmm. is what I'm like. He's really helping AEW. I, think. I will in a similar vein, and this is not to take shots has nothing to do with it. It's just how it worked out. It's better than that WWE run. You know what I'm saying? Because that WWE run, I don't think did anything for his career other than he had a coffee, cup of coffee in WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like he just he crossed that off the list. But I don't think it the, did. The it. initial moments were, were yeah, really big. Exactly, time. those were big moments. But then, but then like then other than the that, Triple H thing. Yeah, you know, it just kind of yeah. it kind of ruined it. And then he got hurt. Yeah. He had to go away, and it just no, this has been this is this AEW. This has enhanced him. Well, you know what I mean? Where the WWE yeah. thing didn't. You know, and like it's, it's not a shot at WWE. It's just the way it worked out. And um, you know, and like who who bro stink six sixty four years old, okay Doing ladder um, spots, ladder from spots from the ring through a table on the outside, insanity. Like you said, he knocked out a tooth. He knocked out a tooth, and I think it was Bischoff said that uh, he wants him to retire ASAP. Yeah, get yeah, get yeah. get it out. You know, he wants him done at all, and he wants him to wrap it up. And I really feel like you can just maybe. What do you think? Should he have? 
a final match, quote unquote, and like call it a day, or should he just fade away and like he does, you know away. what I'm saying? Let him he fade away. To. He come out and do a random match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, a six man to yeah. like you could still do it. Just fade yeah. away though. Yeah, he could just fade away. He's at that because who's he gonna Everybody fight in that so, final yeah. match? Honestly, there's no real fear. Jericho. Jericho, Jericho would have been the guy, but it's sort of like I guess they're gonna keep that going, but it's like. But that's not, they're not going to keep it going for two more months, I don't think. So it's like, it is what it is. Well, maybe Just they fight it all in. Maybe that is the end of this thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But um, I, I, I just want to say, like, it is massive respect for, like, Sting running AEW because it's all shit that you don't see legends doing because they don't have to. Right. And Sting doesn't have to. And everybody on the internet wants to say, he doesn't need to do this. He's Sting. And it's like, that's the point. You know what I mean? And it's like, they say the same about Jericho. And that's the reason he's lasted so long as well, like, in his position. So it's just, I don't, I just, Want to give him credit. I don't give Sting tons of credit. You know what I mean? Not the biggest fan, but I think it's it's very commendable. You know what I mean? And it's like when a guy like him is willing to do this, it shuts up a lot of other people. You know what I mean? And instead of from the criticism that they get as a company mm-hmm. in totality, you know what I mean? Like at least when you have a guy like Sting, it's sort of like, what are you going to tell Sting? Though? Go fuck off. You know what I mean? Like he's doing what he wants to do. It makes him happy. He's having fun. And he's getting this all out of the way before he could say he's never done it. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Props to the stinger. Hopefully, um, you know, this continues. But if it's near the end, he's had a, a hell of a run. And But it, but it is – I think we should wrap it up here. It's, it's kind of been a little bit all over the place. We wanted to talk about Forbidden Door. As we get into it next week, we're going to start to talk more about Collision because there's just so much going on. Like we said, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, a lot of AEW. But here on Talk Elite, we try to get to it all. For the man out west, for Frank, it's been fun. We'll catch you next week. Talk Elite. Peace out. Peace.